thank you, Father. Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, I ask that you allow us to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spirit, mind, and body. And we thank and praise you, Father God. And we give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. One door. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and praise God. Thank, thank you, Diane. Well, you are designed for success. You're designed to be a success. God didn't make any failures. And I think this is a timely teaching because you know how when you know God is doing something different in the spirit realm and you say, when, God, when? And then you start wondering, did you miss it? Well, God wants you to know you didn't miss it. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you right on time. Because you are designed from the beginning when you were in your mother's womb. And he put you, he formed you before you were even, not even, I tell my kids all the time, you weren't even thought about back then. <laughs> wow, that's a thought, isn't it? <laughs> so way before you were even thought about, God had you on his mind. He had us on it. And it's such a comforting thought, you know. And he knew when you would be born. I heard somebody say recently, uh, God just needed somebody to get together to have you because you was already on my mind. You was already on his mind, you know. And that would that should cure people who were adopted because God called them. It doesn't matter how you get here as long as you get here. Amen. So he thought about us way before we were even thought of by human people, and he wanted us. He he meant to have us at this time. And we are not losers and we are not failures. You know, sometimes our flesh get in the way and, and obstacles and different things. And sometimes we do make wrong moves. But that does not mean that you're a failure and it doesn't mean that you're out of the game because you're still in the game. Because if God had wanted you to do something different, you know, I always look at it like that. He can tell you some kind of way. If he have to use a donkey, he can tell you, hey, you know. Now, I know sometimes God does warn us and we still proceed to do what we're doing. But at some point, I believe everybody stops and, and repents and asks God, can I have another chance? And he always gives us another chance because he is still leading and guiding us the way he wants us to go. So never feel like you messed up too bad that you can't get straightened out because you were designed for success. You know, the Bible says before I, um, that we're wonderfully and, and fearfully made. And so there are no flaws. That means we're flawless. We're masterpieces. And so we are flawless. So when the devil tell you that you're a big failure, you tell him you're flawless. Amen. That sounds like, that sounds, sounds good to me. Amen. So we're designed by God to succeed in life. And we're born for success. We're not born for failure. And so that you can tell the devil that he'll go mess with somebody else that thinks they're a failure. Because you are not a failure. As long as you stay with God, you'll make it. Amen. God has given us directions to navigate through life. To complete 
and to fulfill his plan and his purpose for our life. See, God has his plan and his purpose for our life. And he sends the Holy Spirit to help navigate us through. He gives us direction. He gives us revelation. He gives us wisdom. He gives us grace and mercy. All of these things that help navigate us through life. Amen. So that we won't make mistakes. And when we make them anyway, sometimes God allows that to get us in a certain position to show us what we're made of. Show you that you ain't as weak as you think you are. Amen. Or, you know, because he has to... He has to show us our faith and what our faith can accomplish. So sometimes he'll let us stew in our broth. I'm just going to leave it like that, or our gravy. (laughs) He'll let us stew in that for a while just to get our attention and so that we can put our best foot forward. You ever, ever, uh, when you were in school, you remember back in the day, they don't do it now, they used to give us... um, another chance to take makeup a te- like makeup test and so i feel like god will allow you to mess up and then he said okay here's a makeup test and this time get it right and what we do we mess up again then he give us another test a blank test and then he say oh, this is an open book you can't mess that up can you please can you do an open book <laughs> But, you know, that's just like God. He is so lenient and he's so patient with us. And he loves us so much, he gives us chance after chance after chance. And he's going to keep doing it simply not because he's weak. He does it because he wants us to win. He does not want us to fail. He is with us. And the Bible says it's a mighty, terrible one. And so God makes us the way we are. He gives us gifts and talents. He, you know, our temperament, different things. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but all of these things make us who we are. You know, sometimes people have a, a, a reputation for being short, patient, you know. And, and then even the things we like, the things we dislike, our physical attributes, all of these things, the things that we spend time doing, um, you know, like if you, you knit or if you sew, or things like that, all these things, or if you're a health nut, all these things help make us who we are. And God loves us who we are. He loves us the way we are. Sometimes we can get off into too much this and too much that, and he'll tell us when to pull back. And But the main thing, I'm, the point I'm trying to make is God made you how you are. Sometimes we have bad, you know, we get around bad influence, But that's for a season. And, you know, we can come out of that, repent, and get back where God wants us. And when we finally go to God and repent and say, I'm sorry, and say, I want to change, you'll find out that he likes us to (laughs) wait. He really ain't that mad at us, you know what I'm saying? Because we're really not that bad. See, that's the spirit of condemnation. The devil comes to accuse us. And the Bible says that he goes before the Lord accusing us all the time because he wants that stuff to stick. He wants you to start believing what the devil is telling you about you. And it's a, it's a lie. And sometimes you have to get in your, you have to always get in your word and allow God to take you through some things and dig deep on the inside of you where that strength and might and power will show up because god ain't done with us amen he knows when we need to change and he just wants us to surrender and i like going to him telling on myself amen Amen. 
because I know he already knows, and I said, okay, uh, I did that, you know. Or I said something, and he'll, he'll just help me, and, and you know, and, I, and you'll do it less and less every time, especially when, you know, you ever felt like you're trying to climb out of a pit? You've been so low, you've been down. <laughs> you know, if you walk on your tiptoes, you still can go under the door because you feel so low. But God will help you, and every time, you know, little by little, he'll raise you up, make you strong, and increase your power. So he didn't make a a mistake when he created us. He knew what he he was doing. And so we are wonderfully and skillfully made. We are masterpieces. I said that, created by the master for the master's use. And not for evil purposes. Amen. Because God didn't make mistakes. He didn't make a masterpiece <clears throat> to do wrong things. And because we're not bad people. We're, we're God's creation. And he doesn't create anything wrong. So we need to start telling the devil, speaking back to him, saying, oh, no. Now we make mistakes every day. And we're imperfect people. But we're still skillfully designed for God's work. Amen. And he did not make a mistake. We're carefully crafted. I like these words. And designed for God, not for failure. Amen. And we are no accidents. For God foreknew us long before we existed and had a good plan for us to follow, to be successful in this life. And to fulfill God's purpose on this earth. So it's all in God's plan to do what we need done to be successful. Because we're marked for victory. Amen. We are not marked for failure. We are marked for victory. Amen. So why don't we go to Psalm 139. Amen. And I'll read it in the King James. And then I'll also read a little bit. Because I like how the um, Amplified has it. Sometimes you have to do that to get the clear meaning so that you can understand totally what God is saying to you. Amen. So let's see, what's that Psalm 139? 139. Okay, 1 through, no, verse 13. Let's start there. Verse 1 through, and I'm going to read it in both the King James. Verse 16. It says, Your eyes saw my substance uh, being yet unformed, and in your book they they all were written. The day's fashion for me when as yet there were none of them how precious am i reading the right one yeah how precious also are your thoughts to me O god how great is the sum of them if i could count them all they would be more in number than the sand and when i awake i am still with you amen now let me read that and amplify it and it'll have a a little bit of a different more a clearer meaning verse 16 it says your eyes saw me unformed your eyes saw my unformed substance 
And in your book, all the days of my life were written before ever they took shape, when as yet there was none of them. So in other words, see how God knows our beginning from our end? Because the book hadn't been written yet, but God saw us and he know us from beginning to end. Amen. It says in 17, how precious and weighty also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. Um, when I when I awoke, could I count to the end? I would still be with you. You know, in other words, still counting. And so God made no mistake. He saw us from beginning to end, and if He didn't like us, He would just do something too. He would make us cease to exist. But God is pleased with his creation, and he loves us. And we need to start standing up to the devil, telling the devil, no. I'm more than a conqueror. I am marked for victory. I am a precious stone, you know. You know, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. You know, I'm beautiful in all aspects, skillfully made. And that's something, you know what I think about when I see that word, um, you're skillfully made. You know how, well, I'll, I'll choose violins because they are to me like a delicate instrument. And you know, <coughs> tuning those, those uh, chords, strings, yeah. And it has to be precise. And I think about an a instrument, a beautiful, delicate instrument, when I think about how God skillfully made you and me. Amen. And so you can't beat that. Amen. You just can't beat that. And so God is with us, and he is pleased with us. And see, we just need to know something about God. We need to know how he feels about us. We need to know his thoughts about us. God is not mad at us. He is not. You know, He his thoughts toward us are good, and we need to know that. Because when we mess up, we need to know, you know, we need to remind ourselves that God is, is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know I got to go there. It's just so, such an awesome Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And, of course, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. And if you look that up, it means an expected end. Mm -hmm. And so this is God's plan. This is God's plan for us. His plan for us is our expected end. Or, or to see the finality of your prayers. Or, or the blessing, Amen. And so we we just when the devil starts his, you know, trying to put us down, and when you or when you feeling down, or when you feeling depressed, because see that's the devil. And when you feel yourself, and and you could be guilty, but what we have to understand is what this word says. And see, we don't know that if we don't know how God feels about us. So we need to know how God feels. His thoughts are, are good toward me all the time. Even when I mess up, yeah, even when I mess up. Amen. And that's why I feel comfortable enough to go to him knowing he's not mad at me and repent. Go to the secret place, or whether it's in your car or wherever it is, and say, God, I, I feel horrible. You know, you have to tell him. 
But see, most people don't go to him because they don't know how God feels about them. And we need to know how God feels. We need to know that we're a masterpiece. Like diamond, a, a, ruby, a precious stone. And that's us. And his thoughts toward us are good. And, and he won't not give you what you, you're praying for because you messed up. Amen. See, we, we delay it. We delay that with our thinking, how we think it. So we need to straighten up our thinking. Amen. We are assigned, and I, I, I got this from the Lord when I was reading, and I wrote it down. We are assigned to complete God's purpose in our lives by trusting that God's plan for us is good and not evil. Because he just said, my thoughts toward you are good and not evil. Thoughts of peace to give you a future and a hope. So he's saying, I don't think evil toward you. And you got to know that and remember it. And when you're feeling that way, you got to tell yourself, you know. You have to tell the devil and you have to tell yourself because he's the one that keeps bringing it back up. And you have to let him know, look, my father is not mad. You know, it's just like your children. You get mad at them for a little while. You could smack them, you know, get so angry, but you still love them. And, and that anger never lasts long. You know what I'm saying? So I always think about that when you are feeling discouraged because of a mess up. Because you are wonderfully and skillful. I love that skill. Just think, God used skill <laughs> when he made us. He didn't just throw us together. You know how you think about the potter, we're the clay, and he's the potter. But he didn't just throw us in a pot, a big pot and churn up that clay. Honey, he, he chiseled us and, and skillfully made us. And when he gave us, you know, like our, our memory and and a, a mind and all of this thing, looks. And I, see, all of, even the way we dress, that makes up who we are, the choices we make. That's all a part of our skillfulness. And so <clears throat> I was thinking about that, and I said, you know, that's really, you can let that get deep if you want to. <laughs> you can really let it get deep. We let the wrong things get deep. We need to let the good stuff get deep for us. Amen. Amen. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, thoughts and plans. And this is the Amplified. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Amen. In other words, you won't miss your blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. So we must trust God because he knows what he's doing concerning us. And he has our lives all planned out, plans to take care of us and not abandon us, plans to give us a future and a hope. And we'll see the finality of our, of our lives. God wants to do miracles in us, through us, and for us, for his glory. So God's not going to destroy something he skillfully made and created because he created us for, for warfare and to fight the good fight of faith. He, he designed us for the, to defend the gospel and to spread the, the, the uh, peace and deliver the captive, set them free. And he has to, to skillfully design a masterpiece for the work that's ahead for us. Amen. And so don't ever think you're not capable of doing what God has called you to do. You are capable. 
But if the devil can keep telling you that you're not, and I think he works double time on anointed people, people who have called to do a specific work because he's scared of you. Amen. He is scared of you. And and I saw this, this, I don't know if anybody else saw it, but I saw this man, and we don't, it's not what we're taught to do. But he was talking to this demon that was inside of this woman. I don't talk to him. I don't want to hear nothing. But he was talking to her because he had pretty much broken her down. She was from Jamaica. You know, just this poor woman didn't know any better. And he was questioning her. And he said, who's got the power here, me or you? She says, you do. And he says, um, if I cast you out, what will happen? He says, she says, why you want to do that? And he says, because you're perpetrating. You don't belong there. And she says, and then he, he looked at her and he said, do you? And she started crying. And then he says, um, he says, I'm going to cash you out. And when I do, what's going to happen to you? And she said, I'm going to try to go into somebody else. <laughs> See, when, when you get strong and you, you know, the devil will go try to pick on a weaker vessel. I'm just saying that to say, you know. But, but he also asked her. He said, what happens when you don't carry out what you're supposed to do to make this woman unhappy? And she said, get in trouble. <laughs> he, says, what is, he said, what is your kingdom um, uh, run, run by? Or what, however he put it, I can't. She said, run by fear. The dark kingdom is motivated by fear, run by fear. He said, are you fearful? She said, yes, I am. Because he's her master will will kill her if she don't come through. And so he kept asking, are you ready to come out? She kept saying no, and finally she said, yeah. Cause see the, and that showed me that the devil is a roaring lion with no teeth. Because they, they, they motivate people by fear. And so don't ever give in to that fear. I don't care if you feel it. Amen. Because we have, that just went to show me, we have the authority. It's what we all know. But, you know, coming from somebody that's involved in witchcraft and if somebody that's questioning them, which I don't, I don't approve of it, but if he wants to do that, that's him. But she was answering him, and she says, no, she says, our, king, oh, she says, our kingdom is, is run by fear. And he says, are you afraid? And she says, yes. You know, and it's because her boss makes her, keeps her doing what he wants her to do out of fear. And so, but we're not made to submit to fear in any way. Because, you know, the Bible tells us that God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound. And see that word power. He didn't give us fear. He gave us power. Amen. And see, she's powerless. And so, you know, I know that God still used that, even though I didn't think it was wise for him to do that. But God still used it because a lot of people got, you know, got a firsthand information. And so they are motivated. The dark kingdom is motivated by fear. And we're not motivated by fear. And when you feel it, you repent because you're a mass, You are skillfully and wonderfully made. You're a masterpiece. And you are not motivated by fear. Amen. Hallelujah. But power, love, and of a sound mind. And that's another thing. You have a sound mind when the devil tells you you're crazy, try to make you, kind of drive you crazy. <laughs> you have a sound mind. God has given us a sound mind. Amen. So we have to trust God. These things we need to know. We need to remind ourselves when the devil is trying to work us over. You know, remind him, no, I'm a masterpiece. I'm wonderfully and skillfully made. 
And I'm not motivated by your fear. I'm motivated by love and a, and a sound mind, power, love, and of a sound mind. And so these things we have to know. You just have to know how God feels. And knowing how he feels means knowing how he thinks. And you can, the Bible says, we have the mind of Christ. Yes. But if we can get away from all of this negativity, and you know, sometimes you just have to tell people to shut up Amen. and get out of your ear. You don't want to hear it. And, and let you get in a peaceful place where you can hear from God, you know. Because we know that we're not mistakes and we know that God built us the right way so that we could get the job done. He, he didn't give us fear. He gave us power and love and a sound mind. So whatever God puts before us, we can accomplish it. Because we have what it takes to accomplish any, anything that God has put before us. Amen. So we must trust God. Because he knows what he's doing concerning us. Amen. And these plans to take, he has plans to take care of us and not abandon us. To give us a future and a hope. God wants to do miracles in us, I said that, for his glory. So see, all of this is for his glory. Not to pump us up, but for his glory. He wants to, but he still wants to fulfill our destiny in our lives in the land of the living. Amen. In other words, while you are yet on earth, he's going to give you the finality of your prayers before you leave this earth. Amen. You know, don't say, well, my next generation will get it. Well, what do you want? It's like God is saying, tell me what you want. Amen. And let it be known. Let's go to Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1. Verse 5, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Hi. <laughs> hey. You're not a stranger to God. Amen. You're not a stranger to him. He knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, and he set you apart from the world. Amen. He did all this stuff beforehand. He did it for us. In other words, he called you. He separated you. And then it says, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Amen. In other words, go to the place of your assignment and do your work. Amen. Proclaim the gospel. Amen. And he told this to Jeremiah when Jeremiah was just a little boy. He says, I've called you. But it goes for us too. Amen. But he called us when we were in, he called us when we were in the womb. And he called Jeremiah. As a prophet in the, the, the office of the prophet to the nations, but he called us to prophesy also. Amen. So God had a plan already set in motion for Jeremiah's life so that he would fulfill his purpose that God ordained for him. And he has the same thing ordained for us. Amen. Everything is set in place. No failures, only success because it's his plan and it's a foolproof plan to accomplish exactly what God intended for it to accomplish. His word is sent out to accomplish. It never comes back void. And it accomplishes that which is set out to do. And when he called us and he set our lives in motion and he ordained us to do a specific work, it will not come back void. In other words, you will do what God called you to do. <laughs> because you have to. You know, you must 
and you can you can do it and i'm gonna tell you something sometimes the time that you think you can't that's when you can amen because you gain strength from him you draw strength from him and you get it done because everything is already in motion he didn't make any mistake and he equipped us to do what he's called us to do amen but it's this thing called trust and faith in his plan see let me tell you what happens this is what i'm trying to say we change the plan most of us not all of us but some of us have been there some of us are still there we're on another plane on another road doing something god didn't tell us to do and this is why it sometimes don't work because his plan is foolproof that's something to think about amen something to think about because if he's like he he told jeremiah in verse five before i formed you in the womb i knew you and before you were born i sanctified you and i ordained you as a prophet to the nation if god's done all that our work is easy all we have to do is follow the plan and we get sidetracked and this is where we fall into trouble because somewhere we're doing something wrong but even then all you do is you go to god and you tell him i'm i don't know what's wrong i done messed up i done shipwrecked look at how many people shipwrecked in the bible and he always got them straightened out amen <laughs> but we have to trust this plan and not plan b amen not take the lead allow god to lead amen and all he's trying to do is, is impl- Im- implement his his plan and we're trying to implement our carnal plan and it don't, doesn't work sometimes you know we get to the side and we get rebellious but he didn't make a mistake and sometimes you can start thinking well what am i doing did god make a mistake or this is what the devil wants to say god didn't tell me to do none of that but none of that's true amen god didn't tell me to do that because we don't see it coming to pass but we say that because somewhere we've got off track amen and so it's very easy you just submit to god submit to his authority and you start to get it right because god will help you to do what you are called to do amen so uh, i'll just i wrote this i'm just going to read it we talked about it already but i wrote the reason our lives sometime go shipwreck it's because we don't trust what god has for us you know how sometimes you think god's not going to give you what you really want you know well i don't like short and stout i like tall and thin you know or something like that and so we start to develop a plan b (laughs) amen and so we think that god doesn't know but he says i knew you before i you were in the womb so how is he gonna get your your uh significant other how's he gonna get that messed up he knew you before you were formed before you were even born and don't you think he already know who your your, that who's gonna work right with you he already know he already know he know you don't like dark and ugly he already know that and see we wind up with the wrong thing thing trying to go out there and find the right thing the thing that we think we want thinking god doesn't know and he's already got the right thing somewhere waiting on us but we go shipwreck trying to make it happen quicker and better because we know better than god but he still said 
You're wonderfully and skillfully made, and I knew you before you were even thought of. So how is he going to get a, a, a mate screwed up? It just don't happen. You know how I know it? You ever thought about, I, well, it was this couple. She hasn't been to the conference, but Pastor Barb knows her. She lives in Detroit. You know her, um, what is her name? Tammy. Know her? She looks exactly like her husband. See, when you, you look just like your husband. See, when people start looking alike, well, well, we know you can't look like that. <laughs> Diane can't look like <laughs> That's going to be kind of hard. But I'll tell you this that I know. You act just like him. They don't, they got the same problems. <laughs> That's why they always button heads. I've seen that with my own eyes. I know that. Well, people tell me I look like Larry. We have some similarities. We have some similar, and we think just alike. I know that. See, you become one because that's your intended. That's the person. So you just got to wait on this thing. You got to wait it out. Amen. And trust me, you don't want it to come too soon. You know, because then problems arise. Mr. Howard back there laughing on that one. <laughs> I laugh too. I'm like, but we think alike. Sometimes when you can't look alike, you'll, you'll have a lot in common because you are one. Amen. God knows what he's doing. And he can do better than all this stuff that we, because see, the devil will present people to be the right one to you, and they are totally the wrong person. And then you don't know it until you start living with that barracuda. And so, you know, let God do it because you are wonderfully and skillfully made. He knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. And he knew what you needed. He knew what it would take to keep you satisfied. Amen? He knows. And so we need to stop this plan B because plan B is what gets us off in the wrong thing. And then when time we make a mistake, he comes the devil. He don't let up because he's going to keep letting you know how wrong it is. See? And then the next thing is accusing God. He ain't going to do nothing for you. He don't, you know, accusing God. And then we get mad at God because it feels right because <laughs> we don't want to, because the devil's not going to let us know we messed up because he go, he's going to keep riding you, keep you on the rope of dope so you won't know what the problem is. And it's just as simple as repent and say, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to sit here because this is what he told me one thing when I didn't know what to do. I felt pressure to do. I got to do something because I done messed up. He said, when you feel that pressure, don't do nothing. He said, because you don't have to do nothing. Don't make any decisions. Don't do anything. Just worship me. And you don't have to move out of where you are. You stay where you are until you feel led or, or God shows you uh, concisely what to do. And, and you know, he, he confirms it. And if you don't get that, stay where you are. But see, the devil likes getting people on the wrong road. Down the wrong road, there's drugs and there's every kind of wrong thing. Because, you know, it, it, you look at the 700 Club and it's these people who had good, good uh, futures. And they say, I don't know how I got on this wrong road. You know, hanging out with wrong associations. Just The devil will throw anything at you he can. But you're wonderfully and skillfully made. He did not make a mistake. 
he formed you before you were even in your, the womb of your mother. And he says he's anointed you for his great work. And so he didn't make a mistake when he made you. He knows what type of a husband and wife you need. He knows that. Amen. When you weak, he give you a strong person. And you, you counteract one another. You know, the things that I, I hate creepy things my sons used to just mama look and they hold up a, a worm because they knew i was scared of them chase me with it you know I'm, i just can't do bugs but larry wasn't scared of bugs and they started <laughs> trying to throw them on me but they did i was afraid in that area and he was strong but where he was weak i was strong in another area because god gives you people to balance you amen and that's just the way it is when you get somebody that that's how it is when god you know gives you a mate he, he completes you the bible says that the woman he who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the lord because she completes him Amen. So don't ever worry. Don't. That's the last of your worries. Is what he gonna look like? What he gonna? He gonna look like you. Amen. <laughs> so we need to think right about God. We need to develop right thinking toward Him by knowing Him. When you know Him, you know what He thinks. When you know Him, you know He won't let you down. When you know Him, you know He's gonna come through for you. Amen. You have to know Him. You have to. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. You got to know God's thoughts. Because we have the mind of Christ. Amen. God's ways are not past finding out. They're not. Amen. So, you know, you can't outthink him. You can't out nothing, God. Because he's there for you. You can think as big as you want to think. If you want to get on your knees and ask him for $60,000, get down there and get busy. Because he can give it to you. That's not too much to ask. Those millionaires, you think Donald Trump hasn't prayed for God to give him millions of dollars? You can't out-ask God. You just can't. Because we're his instrument. We're his masterpiece. And we belong to him. And he has high regard for us. And he'll, he'll cease to exist if he not answer your prayers. Because he thinks that much of us. So don't ever think you've moved too far away, too far for God to reel you back in and help, help you. Because he, I don't care how bad you did something. Repent. All he wants you to do is, is take responsibility for it. And you repent and it's good as go. Go ye. You know, it's good as go. You're back in the game. So don't let the devil hold you in prison. Amen. Or because you don't feel good. You ain't feeling it. Start feeling. Make yourself. You know, a lot of times I have to make myself feel like doing some things that I don't feel like doing. Amen. Amen. But you know, when you get up and you start moving, it gets easier and easier. But you have to make the first step towards your goal. You got to make the first step. God ain't going to drag you and, and make you. You know, he's going to let you start, and then he'll give you the strength to keep going. Amen. Hallelujah. But you got to think right about God. And the way you think right about God is change how you think. Amen. Meditate on the word. And, and you know, 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A renewed mind always knows that God is with them and haven't left them. Renew your mind. Amen. Because he's faithful. And he loves what he created. If you don't know nothing but he created you and he loves his creation. He don't make something that he hates. Amen. Hallelujah. That was Job's problem. Amen. He was thinking God was wrong. That's why he got sick. He was thinking that God was wrong because so many things had happened. And then his so-called religious church friends was accusing him. Amen. And instead of him giving tit for tat, he should have looked up and said, I know my Redeemer lives. And instead he tried to fight in the natural. And that's the mistake he made. But when he finally got so, you know, he got tired of doing that. And it drove him almost nuts. He finally lifted his head to the, to the Lord. He repented. He repent, let's, go to, let's go to Job 42. Just right quick, because I'm going to tell you how to come out. Tell you how I came out. Amen. Good to always go to God. I don't care how messed up. That's when you, you, you know, you just have to, some things you just have to do. And then I also want to get it in the uh-huh, the amplified too. I'm gonna read it in the King James. Hallelujah. Job 42. Let's go to verse 1. It says, then Job, and this is where it says Job repent. This is where he repented was restored. And that's your answer. When you repent, you get restored. Amen. See, but the devil don't, listen, the devil don't want you to repent. He's going to keep giving you all of these excuses. First he, this is what he does. First he puts the fear in you. Then he started accusing you, reminding you of everything you screwed up. And he'll keep applying that pressure so you don't take responsibility and repent. Amen? But when you repent, repentance brings restoration. And so Job made this mistake until he got wise. So Job 42, verse 1, it says, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. And you asked, who is this? You asked, who is, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Amen. In other words, no revelation. You know, all this head knowledge. It says, therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. And, and Job is repenting. He says, I spoke out of turn. I spoke without understanding what was going on. And I misjudged you, you know. It says, uh, where are we at? Okay, in verse 4 says, listen please and let me speak. It says, you said I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you, 
by the hearing of the ear. Are y'all here? The hearing of the ear. But now my eyes see you. (laughs) And he said, therefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. In other words, that repentance came from his heart. Amen. Hallelujah. And so Job unconvinced himself after he was convinced that God was his problem. God was not his problem. He was his problem. His friends wasn't his problem. And so after he got tired of his situation, then he started to look up. Amen. Hallelujah. No thought can be withheld from thee. Amen. I want to read the message translation because I was reading that the other day. And I just like, uh, if you can just wait just a second. And I'm going to get Job 42 in the message translation. Okay, verse 1. And this is the message. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. This is in Job answered God. I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans. See, there's those plans. You asked, who is this muddling the water, ignorantly confusing the issue, second-guessing my purposes? See what we do? I admit it. I was the one. I babbled on about things far beyond me, made small talk about wonders way over my head. You know, in other words, things he didn't understand, things he had no revelation on. You told me, listen, and let me do the talking. Let let me ask the questions. You give the and you give the answers. I admit I once lived by rumors of you. Are y'all here? Now I have it all firsthand from my own eyes and ears. <laughs> I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'll never do that again, I promise. I'll never again live on crust of hearsay, crumbs of rumor. (laughs) Crumbs of rumor, amen? And then in verse 7, Job was restored. Amen? God answers, it says, after God, in verse 8, in verse 7, after God had finished addressing Job, he turned to Eliphaz, the Tenzamite, and said, I've had it with you. See, he started destroying his, his enemies. I'm tired because my my man came to his senses. (laughs) And so that's why we need to know. We got to know God's thoughts towards us. Amen. You got to know this stuff. God's plan for us always works. It never fails. It's foolproof. Why would he give a shabby plan to a masterpiece that he created? Someone that's wonderfully and skillfully made. But he's going to give you a shabby plan for your life. It doesn't work like that. And so when things start to go shipwreck, we need to humble ourselves. And we need to repent and get with God and go to that secret place with him and ask him, what am I doing wrong? Amen. And don't be afraid. See, but the devil, he, he, he operates, we talked about this, by fear. And he's going to make you scared to go to God like God's going to strike you down or something. 
But see, now you know, according to the scripture that we, we read, you're wonderfully and skillfully made. He formed you. He knew you before you were even formed. As mama would say, before you were even thought of. He, he knew you. And he made plans for your life from beginning to end. And he, he gave us an oath and a promise that he would bring us through, never leave us, nor forsake us. You know, you would see the end of, or the finality of your life in the land of the living. Amen. Not when you hear, well, I guess I'll go to the grave and, and by and by maybe my kids will reap it. No. You have to know, you got to know what God is thinking about you. His thoughts are good towards his creation. He didn't create something that he hates. It's just no way. I don't care how bad you did. He loved them people that murder. Amen. He loved them. They have to die. I, you know, and did he make the eye for an eye? <laughs> but he loves them and he forgives them. Amen. And so if he can love somebody that's twisted like that, he can love you. His skillfully made creation. Amen. God only leads us into triumph. He never leads us into failure. So you can't be a failure because he never led you into failure. He leads you into triumph. Amen. And that's your design. That's God's design for us is success. It's always success. It's never failure. He paved the way for our future. And it's his way. <laughs> well, wait, where, where, where am I going, God? Well, where do you want me to go? My way. <laughs> that's the only way. That's the best way. It's his way. And you can't go God's way and go your own way, too. That's where we get into trouble. Amen? You just got to stick it out. You know, it's like a tone say, ride it out now. You just got to ride out. Sometimes you get in a bad situation, and I hate it. But you have to ride it out. Amen? Because joy always comes in the morning. You got new mercies every morning. You got all this good stuff waiting on you if you can just make it through the day. Amen? So God paves the way for our future, and it's his way. So if you want to know what way I'm going, you're going God's way. And he causes all things to work together for our good when you mess up. Give him a chance to fix it. Amen. Let's, let's go to Romans 8, 28. I'm almost done. Romans 8, 28. I forgot my little book of Romans is all messed up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to do it on my... Yeah. It takes me longer with this contraption than it does the other way. Okay, 828 of Romans. And it says here, oh, I still have the message. I don't want to, I don't want to do the message for this. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good for them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, we've been talking about purpose all day and that we're skillfully made for God's purpose. 
So that's for you. It says 29, for whom he did foreknow. There's that word foreknow. That means he knew you before you were even in the womb of your mom. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, if he predestined us to be formed in the image of Christ, then that means that he created us for what? For success. See, y'all sleeping. Amen. Formed you for success, not failure. His son is not a failure. Amen. Hallelujah. So, I'm going to say that one again. He predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. Verse 30 says, Moreover, whom he did predestine, them he also called. In other words, you're not a mistake. He knows what he's doing. And whom he called, them he also justified. Are you here? Get rid of that condemnation. You're justified. In whom he justified, them he also glorified. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, if you break this stuff down, you can't let the devil can't get away with treating you any kind of way because you made a few mistakes. Amen. So you just need to get your mind renewed in the word. Let the Lord lead you because he's our shepherd. Amen. Our last scripture, Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm. He's our shepherd, and he leads and guides us. You know, his staff and his rod comfort you. Amen. I'm looking for Psalms. Hallelujah. What's that, the 23rd Psalm? Hallelujah. Let's go one through six. Uh, <laughs> my page is all messed up. But let's, I have verse one. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. Now, why, why won't you want anything? Because it's all in the plan. God, God see, see, God has provision. He sees ahead of us. And he will allow you to lack nothing. He sees ahead of us because he has provision and he provides for us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He provides. So that's why you shall not lack. In other words, he feeds and guides us and shields us so we won't lack anything. If you're lacking, it's because <coughs> you're working against God. Get with him. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. He leads me beside still waters. Amen. So fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads us beside still, restful waters and refreshes and restores our life. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Let me read again. Verse 3, he restores my soul. He leads us in the path of righteousness. He doesn't lead anybody the wrong way. See, the, his, his plan and purpose is the good way and the only way. It's his way, remember? He's going to take us his way. Amen. So the way, when he restores your soul, that's restoration. Restoration, wealth, healing. Amen. Everything you need. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. The path of righteousness. In other words, he leads us in right standing with him. He makes sure that we're in right standing with him. He leads us down that path for his name's sake. And his rod and his staff protects and guides us and comfort. So, A lot of people is afraid of that rod, just like we were afraid of those switches that your mother had, you know. But it, 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 what did it do? It didn't comfort you too much, but it, it directed you. Amen. When you got finished crying, you, did you ever notice when you get a whooping after that, you feel better? And you go to sleep and you have peace. I just, uh, you know, I'm not even going to tell you what Tony told me about that. Whoop me, mama, because I want to go to sleep. So I whoop him. You know, I didn't do it real hard, but hey, that's what he, if that's what it took for him to go to sleep, whatever. Whoop me, mama, so I can go to sleep. Because I noticed that you cry, you dip. The sting on my mother would get the, the, the biggest branch she could. It was a branch, it wasn't no switch. Quiet as a cap. And when she get finished with your legs, like, ooh, they burn. And then when you get finished, you crying in before you know it. I'm sleepy. <laughs> you wake up refreshed because that whooping was good. It wasn't good. It was painful when you was going through. Amen. Same thing with God. Sometimes he let us stew in our look, our created. We create our own mess because that switch was brought out because of the kids some the kids did so we do we mess up and god bring that little branch up (laughs) but really when we feel like we're being spanked we're being spanked in our own mess that we created and then when you cry out enough you know he refreshes you amen and then you know you're more wiser you better you know, whatever we got spanked for, we didn't do it anymore because that that was a branch. That wasn't a that wasn't a switch. <laughs> but the your rod and your staff, it guides us, it comforts and consoles us. Amen. Now, verse five it says, "You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies," and that's what he did. For Job, when we started to read, when he said, I'm, I'm tired of you, you Tishbite or whoever that was, Tenemite. He, he was tired of those people, what they were doing to his masterpiece. Amen. And so he finally took action. But you notice it didn't happen until repentance came. When Job repented, then he took care of his enemies. It says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Amen. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. And so, you know, God is, is there protecting and guiding, comforting us. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy, his unfailing love shall follow us all the days of our life. 
through the length of your days. It don't mean when you dwell in the house you're going to die. It means for the length of your days, you know, he, he will follow you his, with his goodness and his mercy. Hallelujah. And his presence and his dwelling place. Go to that place and get help. Amen. Don't keep going through the same stuff over and over and over. And I don't care how many times you keep messing up. Keep going back to the dwelling place. Amen. And let him fix it. Hallelujah. It's our duty to follow God's path for success. You can do nothing but succeed. Amen. If you follow God's path. Because he will, his will, the Bible says his will shall be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Anybody recognize that? Mm -hmm. So we need to download God's plan for our life. How do you do that? Through wisdom and revelation. Get some wisdom. Get some revelation. How do I do that? Get your mind renewed in the Word. And you know what? When you start spending time in the Word, you know, and, and you start getting revelation you start seeing through this smoke screen that the devil has up devil's gonna do everything he could do to keep you mad see this is the thing when he keep you mad he got your mind and so he works on it because see he can't he can't talk to a mind that's renewed but when you get off of that it's just like being i'm just gonna say like on the first row first row you hearing the row the word real good he make you when you he get you angry. It's like being way back. It's like being outside. You don't hear nothing because he wants to put you on the back row, and you don't hear well. And there's not much revelation and not much wisdom because you're not hearing clearly. Amen. And so don't let him do that to you because we're mature saints now. He can't get away with this stuff anymore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God didn't make a mistake when he created us. So seek him and follow his blueprint for success. He has a blueprint for your success. He has a blueprint for everybody's life and everybody's success. And you will succeed in life if you don't try to make any changes. Get off on the wrong street. And then there's a detour. You can't do that with God. So when you get, and you know what, when generally when you run into a dead end, it's when you get confused. Anybody ever been where you just say, I don't know, even know what to do because I thought I knew what I was doing and now I'm confused. And all that has happened is that you took a wrong turn. And you know how when you make a wrong turn and when you're on the road, all you do is turn up in somebody's driveway and turn around. It's so simple, but the devil want to make this a big old thing. It's as big as you allow it to be. And, and he wants you to stay puffed up and, and angry because he got you on the rope-a-dope. And then all he can do is when you rear your head, he go, knock you back out. And then when you, wait, you get I'm getting up, that's the rope-a-dope. You don't. Don't you try to get up because I'm going to knock you back down. And that's because you won't get your mind renewed. When you get your mind renewed, you start thinking on a higher level. He, you're going to come up off those ropes. And you're going to get with God's plan for your life. Amen. And then you'll start to see great success because you are created for success. Amen. Wonderfully and skillfully made. We are his masterpieces and you are not a mistake. And so God already has a blueprint for your life. And all we have to do is repent when we mess up, like Job. 
And as soon as he repented, God went after his enemies and he restored. And he gave him what he had before, only double. Amen? Only double. And so get on the right path with God and know when the devil come up with this stuff. He See? And that's the first thing he tells you. See there? See? And when he does that, you tell him, no, uh-uh. I'm not finished. Uh, I'm not finished. I'm skilled. I'm skillfully made. I'm designed to finish and see the finality of God's plan for my life. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we thank you and we pray.